Hello, and welcome to Inside Track and Field with Coach Rhodes. This is a podcast about the track and field scene in Prince George's County, Maryland. Where we came from, where we are, and where we're headed. Our guests will include athletes, coaches, and others that were instrumental in contributing to the rich, strong heritage that is known for PG track and field. So sit back and get ready to enjoy as we spend some time with some amazing guests, laughing, talking, reminiscing all about our history. Welcome to Inside Track and Field. So welcome back to Inside Track and Field. I'm your host, Coach Carl Rose. Our guest in his senior season today set school records in cross country of 16 minutes, 53 seconds. And during his outdoor campaign, ran a school record four minutes and 25 seconds for 1600 meters. Along with those school records, he boasts a high school PR of one minute, 56.26 seconds in the 800 meters, which he set at the 4A South Regional Championships. One of the hardest working runners to come out of CH Flowers' program. Welcome to the show, current professional runner, University of Georgia alum, Christian Harrison. Welcome, Christian. Hey, right there. That's a good intro right there. <laughs> so thanks for joining me, man. Of course. So one of the goals of the show is to celebrate and to recognize some of the great history of PG County track and field. I'm super excited to spend some time with you and to share your story with our listeners. So I'm going to start off with, I was doing some research and I came across uh, a race that, that kind of caught my eye. So tell me what you remember about the 2016 SEC Championships in Alabama. I think Donovan Brazier may have been in that race and a couple other guys, Brandon McGride and Hector Hernandez. You, What do you recall about that race? Um, <clears throat> that was the, uh, like that race took me from, um, you know, uh, like an average 800 meter runner to um, like among the the best in the country, that race qualified me for 2016 Olympic trials that year. Um, that mark, uh, having that mark under my belt, um, sort of uh, laid the laid the path for me to run professional. Um, but to talk about the the race specifically, it was my senior year, SEC championships. Um, my PR at the time. May have been like 147 mid, something like that. Um, and I'm in the SEC. Uh, so it's like any, just about any other conference in the NCAA coming in with PR 147, I probably would have been the top guy in that conference. Um, but the SEC with Donovan Brazier that year, Brian McBride, um, Hector Hernandez. You know, it was a it was a whole different world. You know, like 147. I think it was a LSU guys that ran 147 didn't even make it out of the prelims. Um, so yeah, uh, I made the final. That's my first time making a SEC final, um, and I really just went into it with the nothing to lose 
mindset, really. It was, you know, I, I wasn't, it's not like I was the top guy going in. You know, if I don't win the race, it's not like everybody's going to have their head in their hands. Mm-hmm. So it was just really, um, well, did execute my uh, my coach's race plan for me. Um, trust my trainer, trust my body, put myself in a position around Will. Um, and I ended up getting fourth with the 146.69, which is crazy because that was the, I think it was the eighth fastest time in all of the NCAA that year, <laughs> but it was uh, within the SEC. So that just goes to show you how competitive the SEC was and the 800 meters at that race, but um, well, at that time, which yeah, that race really uh, stepped me up from, you know, an above average 800 meter runner to, to one of the best in the country that awesome. year. Awesome. That's a great story. So, so let's go back a little bit to, to, to see how we, how we got to that point. So one of the questions I, I'm going to, I ask pretty much all of my guests are, or how did you get started in track and field? What, where was your start? How did that start out for you? Um, I actually had a neighbor, so lived right across the street from me. His name was Trey. Um, Trey's father was Gary. Gary is somebody around PG County. Um, a lot of people ran track, they probably know Coach Gary, Coach a lot of kids coming up. Um, me and Trey was real close growing up, still close to this day. Uh, but then I was Trey track. Um, and he went back from these track meets with all these stories telling me how fun it was. So one day I just, you know, I walk in the house, like, you know what I'm saying? Gary treated me like, like his child as well. I used to walk over there without ringing the doorbell. Um, I went over one day and said, Gary, I'm trying to run track with you. Um, so Gary being the man that he was, you know, took me to track practice every day, took me to meets every day. I mean, every, uh, every weekend. Um, and then from there, like, I just, I fell in love with the sport out of the the amount of fun that I was having in it. It's not like I was, um, like I wasn't one of those kids that, you know, so just woke up and just was blessed with the gift and ability to go win every right. race. It's not like I loved it because I was winning national right. championships. I was only having fun with it. So that's how I got started with it. And then I, I just fell in love with it from there. Stuck with it. Stuck with okay. it. Good, good. That sounds great. What, what, do you consider like your first big time when you realized you can be, you can excel and do well in this? Um, it was, it was a few different moments because, you know, it's, it's different levels that you can get to on mm-hmm. track. But the, the big one was 11th grade. Um, I just transferred to flowers, uh, probably, I think outdoor was just about mm-hmm. to start. It was towards the end of the school year, sometime around third yeah. quarter. I just tried I was, um, but at regionals, I think it was at the four by eight, um, our first leg didn't have his best day. Um, our second leg, second leg always had the fire. So Speedy was our second leg and Speedy ran a good leg, but all the second legs ran yeah. good legs. Um, so I was third leg and I got the baton in the hole. Um, and I went out there, ran a, a good race. I, uh, I split a 157. That was my first time ever running under two minutes. I think my PI at the time might have been like 202 or 203. Uh, but after splitting that 157, um, it was like, okay, um, you know, imagine if I actually 
show up every day, work hard every day. Like, what can I, what can I really do? Because at Magnumer, I wasn't, I wasn't, I'm saying I wasn't, I wasn't showing up practice every day, frankly. You know, I transferred to fly. Different coaching staff didn't have the same, uh, same uh, freedom that I had at my um, But yeah, they didn't allow me to not come to practice. Um, so with that, that's just off of a couple months of being at Flowers. Uh, with that few months of consistent training, you know, I, I, I dropped the 187, and that's when I realized, like, you know, if I if I actually put my head down, and do the work, I, I'm saying I could get to college with Definitely. this. Good, good. So who were some of the people or the some of the idols? Did you have many um, professional people you looked up to at that point in time or or any any one person maybe that was was not, not even a professional that you kind of looked up to? Um, to be honest, not really. Like I wasn't I wasn't a student of the sport as much at that mm-hmm. time. So it's like. You know, high school, I like I wouldn't even be able to tell you who the who the great 800 meter runners were, um, to be completely honest. But I I got inspiration out of out of my teammates, mm-hmm. definitely. So, you know, if ever um, Speedy had a good race or if ever Troy had a good race, seeing them run fast, knowing I go to practice with them every day and, I, and we doing the same workouts, we working hard every day right next to each other. I got inspiration from them, um, but I didn't. I didn't necessarily have like a, a 800 meter professional track and field idol at right, the time. Right. No, that's interesting. That's very interesting, and that's a, that's that's good because sometimes just being the people, using the people around you, can can be beneficial in in helping you be be successful. Definitely. So I know your mom and 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 your dad were definitely influential in kind of keeping you grounded how how did um how did they keep you involved and keep you excited about being in sports um my parents was just supportive like neither one of my parents i think my mother might have swirled the baton in high school mm-hmm. um, neither one of my parents played like organized sports growing up let alone ran track so it's not like they knew anything about track but my parents was just supportive I needed to, like, they showed up to the meets, them AAU days when you at the track from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. They watching me get last place, you know what I'm saying, screaming at me from the, uh, from the stands. Like, they was just supportive. It was always a, like, it, it was never a why. Like, why do you want to mm-hmm. do this? It was always, you want to run track? Okay, cool. We'll sign you up. Gary, you take you on trader practice sometimes. Mm-hmm. I'll take you on trader practice sometimes. It's a track meet up in uh, Delaware. Okay, we're going to have to get a hotel. Parents will figure it out. You know what I'm saying? Just let me know what you want to do, and we'll figure out how to make yeah. it happen. And just just having that support, that's that's one less thing as a child. That's one less thing that you have to think about and one less thing that you have to fight and trying to pursue uh, greatness at whatever level you're trying to pursue greatness at. Um, so it's, not only is it one less thing you have to fight, it's one more thing that you have that's pushing you as well. That's true. That's awesome. That's true. So we definitely, um, your high school, we did some traveling, um, to different meets and, and out of town and things, things of that nature. What were some of the memorable times you had those last, um, few years of high school while you were at Flowers? 
Um, definitely just, definitely anytime we travel, we used to go up to New York and run at the Armory. Um, that was always a fun trip. Going down to Penn Relays, obviously that was a fun trip. Uh, and then New Balance Nationals, our freshman year. Um, I mean, uh, uh, excuse me, our senior year out in North Carolina at um, A&T. Yeah. All those trips, all, and that's one of the, that's one of the things I miss most at this yeah. point, um, college or high school, just like that team travel. Uh, those were always fun, but um, I honestly say one of the, the most memorable is just probably the run that our four by eight had my senior year, county champions, regional champions, tried to make the push for states, didn't get it, but just like that was the closest I'd ever come to like a, a, a title, yeah. you know? Even having that county championship, regional championship, I had never had the the word champion attached to my name before those moments. Um, and it wasn't big races. It was just counties. It was just regionals. But those were definitely memorable moments for me, um, you know, celebrating those wins with my team. Definitely. Definitely. So that segues into it's interesting that you that how you put it, they were just, you know, county and regional titles. Um, one of the things that um that I've you know I would say get a I'm impressed by and, and I'm accustomed to now is just just the competitiveness that goes on in Prince George's County and the level of um and the level of competition that goes on. So it's interesting how you how you put it as you know just being a county uh, championship and a and a regional championship, but those those um those championships do hold hold water I should say, and 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 a yeah. lot of times. Um, those county titles kind of also, you know, like you say, sometimes translate, you know, very well into state, but sometimes, you know, you, you may come up a little bit short, but, but why do you think the county, Prince George's County in particular is, is so deep and, and rich in, in track and field? What do you think one of the, um, I think so PG County, like if you just, if you, take a step back from track and field and just look at athletics in general, PG County is just a very um, potent little pool for athletes in general. Um, and it's like, so you remember the last year we had the documentary called Something in the Water talking about uh, the, the basketball standpoint from PG yeah. County. And we definitely have our fair share of NFL players uh, playing in the NFL right now, but um, like coming up, it's like it was basketball in the winter, football in the fall, and it was track in the summer. That's what like that was my that was my life for you know eight ten years. Football, basketball, track, football, basketball, track. Before it turned into um, indoor track and then cross country for the fall. But um, just in track and field is for one, it's fun. Right. Um, you don't do as much traveling and those other sports as you do with track. Um, like I remember convincing some of my friends that I play football or basketball with, you know, as as years go on and you start and not look like the guy. It's like you might as well come to run track yeah, yeah. like you, you got this. You know what I'm saying you might as well come run track and you get a lot of people falling into track and field from other sports that had that speed. So uh, like PG County is definitely a, a sprint heavy region 
because you have these natural athletes in PG County, um, a lot of times that fall from uh, other sports into track. But then once you get into track, uh, it's not a situation where, like I had teammates in college, they said like, you know, our coach was the math teacher and we used to show up at meets and jeans on and we just do whatever. That's not the culture in PG County. It comes from the coaches down. So it's like you get all these naturally gifted athletes here and it's like it's a it's a culture within the coaching of PG County that's really um, molding these kids and it's, it's teaching them fundamentals and it's teaching them technique. And once you have that natural talent mixed with directional coaching, you get results, you know, and, and I, that's my theory. That's my long winded theory on um, why PG County could be such a, a dominant track and field area. No, that, that theory holds, holds well. Um, and, and that's really interesting. So with it, with those last few comments regarding kind of being, being a sprint heavy County, and, and yourself being that 800 kind of, you know, just outside the, this, the, that sprint area, um, what were some of the challenges maybe just for you, maybe, maybe just mentally just for you as being that 800 meter runner versus being that 200 meter runner? Were there some, were there some challenges just in, in gaining respect or challenges and enjoying it as much as you could have with, did you ever feel like unsure, like about, being the 800 meter runner versus being a short sprinter? Um, no, definitely. You always have that. Uh, I, when you're an 800 runner and you look at the sprinters' workouts, y'all got a hard workout this day. They got their version of a hard workout that day. It's always like, y'all got it so easy. I wish <laughs> I could. But, you know, it's, it's, it's always some of that. But uh, me, I was fortunate enough to actually love what I was doing. Um, so I didn't have that, uh, that challenge of, of, um, you know, trying to push myself at all, but it's funny because looking back, um, from where I am now, looking back to high school and I'm a loosely quote, um, another coach, uh, I don't, I don't remember what he said verbatim, but he was asked, why do you think there aren't a lot of distance runners in like inner cities? And one of his things that he said was, um, like, it's, it's nowhere to run for real. Like, imagine trying to, like, you, you're, a, you're a miler. You need to run 30, 40 miles a week. Where can I run 40 miles a week? And, you know, it's not like we had this elaborate trail system and, you know, things like that. So from a, um, from a, a performance standpoint, then I didn't think anything yeah. of it. Like I, my longest run at that point probably was only three miles mm -hmm. anyway. Um, so I wasn't thinking about putting that mileage, but from a performance standpoint, uh, MPG County or even in DC or any inner city area in America, um, why you might see it being sprint heavy uh, is one because of the the infatuation or like the the sprints are the sexy cool. events, yep. right? That, as well as just from a, you know, to even be good at the 800 or the mile, it's, it's a certain amount of mileage that you just have to put on your legs. Like that's how you get that aerobic fitness. Um, and it's, it's hard to do that when you in 
the inner yeah, city. Kind so of geographic, ge- geographically really tough. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So, um, getting into kind of mental preparation, wh- was there anything that you did back in high school that you continue to use um, as you went through your collegiate, you know, career or things like that? Or were there some definite changes with uh, with something you mentally did to prepare back in back in high school versus college? Um, it's definitely changes. One thing that stayed the same is music for sure, mm-hmm. though. Um, like while I'm warming up, I'm definitely listening to music. Uh, my intent on listening to music sort of changed. Like at, at first, it was to just kind of zone everything mm-hmm. out and focus only on this race and now it's really more so like a stay loose um you know don't overthink type of reasoning why I listen to the music but so music is the is the thing that stayed the same um when I was in high school like I had a lot of teammates that got um I got real mm-hmm. nervous even in college I had teammates that got real nervous teammates that I trained with every day um, and I knew that they were as good, if not, uh, you know, better than me. Like I'm, ex- if I'm expecting around 158 this day, he should be running 158, 159. But a lot of guys got in their heads and they just think a lot. Um, and some of that sometimes rubbed off on me when I got to bigger meets, when I got the meets with something counts yep. on it. Um, like at states, I think I my my senior year at states, I think I fell victim to that. Um, I just started thinking so much, and it was like at the time my PR was one fifty six. Yeah. I think A and T told me that they would give me a full ride if I run one fifty three, and it's like in my head, I was thinking so much about that one fifty three that it's like. Like I thought myself into a paralysis, you know? Yeah. And that's something that I, um, that's something that I've grown out of. It's something that I've still done. Like that's not the last time I'd ever done it. Um, but you know, I saw a sports psychologist one time and she told me, um, stop thinking about the, uh, the possibilities or the, 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 the potential benefits that could come if you run well. Stop thinking about the the potential disasters that could happen if you run bad. Mm. Just get on the line and enjoy that moment. Like run out of your genuine love that you have for this sport and your gratefulness for being able to do this at that moment. Like just really be in that moment. Um, like another one of my friends, Edos, PG County guy as well, his big thing is be where your feet are. You know, like in that moment that states, I wasn't where my feet were. I was thinking in the fall, getting a full scholarship, you know, had just been where my feet were, had I just competed out of my gratefulness and my my love for that sport, who knows if I'd have um, ran better. But I remember that meet specifically, I didn't have a good meet. And that was definitely because I was overthinking, overanalyzing, and I wasn't where my feet were. Interesting. That's awesome, man. Um, it's interesting that you brought up his name I, because that, your your PR, the previous the previous week was, you know, coming in behind, behind him. 
when when he ran a pretty good race that day as well. But you guys, you guys definitely had some some battles back back in high school, and I was always impressed with the way both of you developed in 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 your collegiate and your and your professional you know careers. That's that's awesome. Um, so as you said, I'm asked. I haven't asked this question as you talked about music. Give, give me your um, your two things that are on your playlist right now that you would listen to that I probably won't know who they are, but you shoot them to me that you would listen to while, while, while warming up or getting ready for a race. Well, you might know. I mean, I'm a, I'm a real PG County guy to mm -hmm. the core. I run in my blood. Um, so, you know, it's, it's always going to be some go-go on that playlist. Uh, you know, some of my favorite brand, favorite bands, it's always going to be some new impressions, okay. some good, good T.O.B., something to get me moving, get me grooving. It's always going to be some of that. Um, but then, uh, you know, so it'll be go-go and rap, right? But if we speak in specific mm -hmm. artists uh, inside of rap, uh, my man, Will Clay, he's a, a professional long yeah. jumper, Olympic medalist. Will Clay make good music. I always vibe out to him. Uh, my man, Soiree, couple couple guys that I grew up with, Soiree, Praise. All of these guys are on heavy rotation through the playlist, mixed in real nice with the go-go. You know, get my get my get my blood pumping. <laughs> That's what's up. You know, and I'm ready to roll by the time I get to the line. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. So, um, what advice would you give to to some some high schoolers today, looking back and where you are now? What, what what's some advice, some tidbits you can give to them um, as they navigate? You know their challenges and 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 their efforts in, in being you know excellent. Yeah, I definitely tell any high schooler. Um, <clears throat> so for me, I started seeing uh, big results when I when I fell in love with the process. I fell in love, like I fell in love with practice. I fell in love with the hard workouts. I fell in love with the weight room. Um, like I. I wanted to do the work just as much as I wanted to run fast on race day. Um, so to them, I would definitely say, uh, you know, take those workouts serious, take your warm up serious, take your cool down serious. You know, what are you eating? How much sleep are you getting when it, when you, you know, get to college, how much are you drinking? How much are you partying? Um, because once I, once I fell in love with doing the right things, and I fell in love with, with grinding. I fell in love with the actual work. That's when I saw the results. And for high schoolers specifically, I would definitely say, um, because it's not uncommon for high, uh, certain high schoolers that are just like naturally gifted, um, that they, you know, they can mess around at workouts. They could not show up to practice every day and still go out and perform well at that level. And it's like, as you get to the next level and the next level and the next level, it's not sustainable. You know, you, you get to a point where all of your peers are working hard. All of your peers, you know, make sacrifices. And it's really like the little things that separate, you know, good, better, and best. Um, like those guys that, that don't love the sport or they, they cheat during their workouts, that gets weeded out. Like you don't, I would say high school is probably the last place where that that athlete may find a little bit of success. You get to the next level, um, that success isn't going to translate because that work is being cheated. Right. You know, you're, you're 
talent alone can only take you so far. Absolutely. Absolutely. Awesome. Um, so we do a little segment called Rapid Fire. Um, and I asked you about three questions and really just want you off the top of your head um, to, to answer. Just, you know, like I said, I always tell the track people, hey, you should be able to to re, to re, to uh, react pretty decently, if, you know, even even the half yeah. milers. So I'm um, going yeah. to go through these three questions, rapid yeah. fire and see see what you can uh, what you can give us. So. Um, starting off with. Which competitor back in high school, if you can remember, which competitor were you most intimidated or excited to face? Um, I think that had to be them Roosevelt boys. Uh, it was Charles, Charles and Justin. I think his name was Justin. And Charles was like the eight guy. Justin was like the mile guy. Um, so you know, anytime, anytime it was a, a county race or anytime Roosevelt was there, I knew I was going to be racing one of those guys, and I knew it was going to be a battle. They always, um, they always made it a good, good one. Good stuff. Good stuff. Other than your marquee event, which event was your favorite back in high school? Uh, outside of the eight, it had to be the mile. I mean, that was the only other race I did. But um, you know, my my coaches would tell you, Coach Tracy, you tell you, as my mile got better, my eight got better. Um, and I and knowing like and knowing that, you know, I like I said, I fell in love with the with the work, and knowing that it was like, let's go get this mile together because I know that's gonna give me the strength that I need to close in this awesome. eight. Awesome. And the last question is always interesting as, as a coach um, for me. What was your least favorite workout? Least favorite workout? Uh, <laughs> I think every Monday we used to do thousand, thousand, five, five, three, three. And that used to hurt. And that, because that's that was like a full, a base, a base training block workout. So it, it it spilled over into the winter. So when you start doing thousand thousand five five three three and it's forty degrees outside, thirty degrees, uh, you're not trying to hit nothing. <laughs> it it make, make you start to think about your life. So yeah, that, that thousand five five three three was a was a tough little cookie. Of course, it gave you the strength that you needed, but that was a tough little cookie right awesome. there. Awesome. Um, so I'll be remiss. Um, one of the things I'm definitely impressed about with with how you've matured and developed is is you um you have a mission to give back and and to be involved with your community. So so share with us some of the things that that in your mind why it's important to do so and some of the things that you you've been able to do thus far in giving back to your community. Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, so for one, um, the, everything that I had, everything that I experienced is because somebody gave it to me, you know? So it's like, um, I found a little bit of success within this sport, um, to the point where, you know, I'm, I'm I even have the, the ability or the opportunity to give back. Um, so it's, it's an easy decision for me. I have the means and I have the actual, uh, like something as simple as Adidas. Like I'm an Adidas sponsored athlete. Adidas sends me however much clothes a year. That's like, okay, cool. I I know I got 
this amount of stuff right here. I don't necessarily need all of this. So cool. Let's box some of this up. I'm going to go to flowers when I'm home for Thanksgiving break. And so let's, let's text coach Rose. Hey, I'm trying to meet with the team, give out some gear. You know, that's, that's easy for me for one. Um, for two, I remember being in high school and not, and only having two, three days worth of practice gear. You know, you recycle stuff before you get to wash it. And it's like, I'm in a position where I get, why not? You know, that's easy. Um, but some of the things I've been able to do uh, is that, so obviously I, you know, I donate clothes um, to, to flowers specifically every chance I get. Um, my sister has a program that she does with the school in, um, in Ghana. Mm-hmm. Send Adidas to the, to the kids in Ghana all the time. Um, we actually just built a, or helped build a fence at that school actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause unfortunately um, like some of the girls will get kidnapped from the school. There's just no security structure at the school at all. Um, so one of the things I'm happy we was able to do was uh, help get a fence help built secure. for the school mm-hmm. yeah, to secure the girls. Um, so that was big. Uh, this past summer, summer 2020, um, inspired off of the, the George Floyd murder. Um, I just, and Inspired by the George Floyd murder, as well as the subsequent nationwide urge to support the black community, um, I felt like it's like I'm gonna go home and I'm gonna do something for my folks, uh, you know. And I made a little, I made a little campaign telling everybody what I wanted to do, and I was able to raise um, almost thirteen thousand dollars. And with that, I gave five thousand dollars to the Don Boys and Girls Club. Um, that's where I came up playing football, basketball, soccer, T-ball. Um, my grandfather was the mayor of Glenard and my mother was the county council member of Glenard. I got Glenard in my veins. I grew up in Glenard. Um, you know, I was able to get $5,000 to the Glenard Boys and Girls Club. Um, then with that, that was my goal. But, you know, my, my fundraising, uh, I raised way more money. I had a surplus past my $5,000 goal. So it's like, you know, what else can I do? Okay, now I'm about to, we took care of the Glenarm Boys and Girls Club. Let's go take care of my high school. Um, it was two twin girls at Flowers, Manueline and Manuela Day. Um, I gave them both a $2,500 scholarship. Uh, they were, they had just graduated on their way to school. Um, still had an extra $2,500 left over. Uh, found a young dude. Um, played football coming out of Glenarm Boys and Girls Club as well. Gave him a twenty five thousand dollars scholarship. So that's that's part. That's like my biggest yeah. thing that I've ever done because that was uh, I can't say it's me on my own because obviously it was a a, a fundraising crowdsource situation. Definitely. But that was that was my idea and I executed that um, sort of by myself. Whereas the the Ghana thing was along with my yeah. sister. And her mental and in uh Ghana. But yeah, um, so that that big fundraising, that big scholarship that I did through my uh through my nonprofit last summer, that was my my biggest uh community service that I've done, definitely. definitely. No, definitely. I think that's great, man. Um you you definitely had, you know, had good roots and and understand, you know, that that to where we 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 reach, you know, there are always people that that help us, you know, help us get there. So I always, you know, appreciate your interaction with us. Um, you know, enjoy the time. 
watching you, you know, compete, you know, when you were at Flowers and being a part of, the, you know, being a part of that group and, 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 and seeing you mature and just really, you know, reach higher heights as you, as you continue throughout your career and looking forward to seeing you, you know, you know, continue to do so. So, man, I, it was, it was awesome, you know, spending some time and, and, and again, being able to share some of your story uh, with, with, with the guests, uh, with our listeners and just, just looking forward to, to seeing, you know, what the future holds for you, man. But you, you left a mark that, um, that is definitely going to be memorable, you know, here, not only here at Flowers, but, but I know people in the county, you know, that they, they ask how you're doing and, and what's going on with, with Christian and things like that. And though you mentioned already, you weren't necessarily the, the, the superstar, but you, um, you, made, you made your own noise while here um, in Peachy County and will be definitely one that we'll, we'll keep on the, on the list of, of, um, of folks who, who were contributors to making Peachy County great, man. So I appreciate you coming on the show and, and look forward to seeing great things from you. Appreciate you having me, man. Always, always good to talk to Coach Rose. Always good to show love to PG County whenever I can, however I can. Um, call me anytime. We can sit and do it again. Awesome, awesome man. Awesome. Thanks for listening to the Inside Track and Field Podcast with Coach Carl Rose. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. We'll see you next time at the track, trying to go faster, higher, and further. Until next time, peace and blessings to all our listeners. Yeah.